Patrick and Tom thought they had escaped the hell of Amityville, but another franchise has gotten its hooks into them. The Amityville Podcast goes to hell. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. I am Tom. I am Pat. And here we are, Pat, at the end of an era. This is Hellraiser 8. This is Hell World. The to date last appearance of Doug Bradley as Pinhead. This is this is what some people for a while were considering the just end of Hellraiser. I mean, in a lot of ways it is, even with the new one. Yeah. Uh, it just there's something there. We'll get to the new one when we get to the new one, but I'd be lying if I said, like, this is, there is a thing that Doug brings to these movies that nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to the Wikipedia, he is one of uh, a handful of people that have played the same horror villain uh, at least six times in a row. All right. Uh, we got Robert Englund. Yo, yeah. Um, Perkins only did Psycho four times. Mm-hmm. Um, Hodder did not get he had four in a row he had four in a row um, they use different sharks most jaws <laughs> uh, all named Bruce yeah got um, Lon Chaney no no well he played a lot of Hurricanes but he didn't really play the same one over and over as much. Again. yeah, yeah. Uh, Bella no, no, because he got swapped out too. Yeah, and also it's like in a row. Yeah, that's the, that's gonna be the tricky bit. Uh huh. There's one that's that I'm surprised didn't ju- has not jumped out at you yet. Her villain. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm seven seven movies, two seasons, and a third oh. on in production. Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. Brad Dourif. Yep. 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 Man. Oh, I was, and right before you said that, I was thinking Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell's Jigsaw played uh, John Kramer in eight straight installments. Wow. Yeah. Have not, eight is, yeah. Yeah, because eight, because seven, and then he pops up in the Jigsaw movie. Yeah. Not sure. I haven't seen Spiral yet, so I don't know if he makes mm-hmm. an appearance in there. Uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis is the leprechaun. Um, I think there's only one more. And he's... Not necessarily obscure, but it's just like more of like, oh, well, that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, because Angus Scrim got to five as the tall man. Yes, he did. Nobody repeated as a Leatherface. Not at once. No. Which is, you know, fair. Yeah. Because um, of Leatherface. And Hawkins was Hannibal four times in a row? Um, because Silence, oh, Hannibal, so. Red Dragon, in like flashbacky bits. Oh, or no, no, in, no, Fla- in Red Dragon, he was in Red Dragon, yeah. Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Rising was the, yeah. yeah. I knew there was one that was prequely. Uh, it is, uh, the only other one is Christopher Lee, who played Dracula. Oh, uh, duh. Times, uh, yep, 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 yep. At least six times in a row. That one I definitely should have gotten. I don't know. I mean, it's I'm hard. See- well, it's surprising that, like, because uh, it's not. It doesn't start out consecutively because, like, he's in the original Hammer Dracula, but then he's not in Brides. Of he Dracula. takes Brides off, but then he comes then he back comes for back. the rest of the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. just kind of funny. And like, there's only like one other time where Peter Cushing is Van Helsing with him mm-hmm. uh, being Dracula. But yeah, Doug, Doug, who's uh, childhood friends with Clive Barker, they met in 
primary school. I don't know what that translates to in America, but they became fast friends. And then uh, when Clive was doing his uh, uh, theater, uh, Doug was a regular actor in that. And then, I mean, most of the, uh, most of not all the Cenobites were regulars in his theater group, in his theater yeah. group and stuff. And so uh, he became uh the the he was the face of the franchise for eight movies straight and mm -hmm. even like they wouldn't there wouldn't be a franchise to keep trying to renew the contract for without pinhead and yeah. that doesn't work without it which i mean it's one of those it's good and it's bad because it's good because pinhead is great and we love him but it's bad because it's not even close to what Clive had envisioned for the franchise. He wanted mm -hmm. it to be more about people being evil and then the Cenobites would pop in and stuff. But yeah. as opposed to making it more of a slashery type of thing, which is kind of fun because this movie, Hellworld, is so divisive because it is a straight-up slasher. I, or, allow me to rephrase. It's a slasher. It is not straight-up. There are things going on with it. You will be, if you get, give the movie a little bit of leeway, have a little faith, and that faith will be rewarded. I promise you. All right. Um, I, I have not seen this one. Uh, it did. You have, you, you have hinted towards it. Uh, yeah, I really like this yeah. one. Uh, in terms of uh, stuff that we were talking about before, so this was filmed uh, at the same time as the previous one, Hellraiser Debtor, which was better than I had remembered. But uh, this one... Like the Wikipedia and the IMDb did confirm were cast the same way that you had talked about because Lance Henriksen and Carrie Payton were just just finished up making another movie in Romania and they're like, hey, you want to come on for like a week mm. or whatever? And oh, like, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, Lance Henriksen was in the running for Frank in the really? original film, and so that would have been insane having. Uh, Lance Henriksen's Frank to Andrew Robbins's Larry. Yeah. As those brothers. I bet you we could have gotten, like, Andrew Robinson would have come back. Well, no, no, no. It still would have been the money. It's still, yeah. Unless they yeah. were giving him the money, he wouldn't have come back, which is fair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this one, uh, made in Romania, I think, I forget exactly how long it takes, but features Carrie Payton, who is much more well-known as a voice actor. He is the voice of Cyborg on the Teen Titans show. Mm -hmm. He is Mr. Booyah. I don't know if he says it in this movie. <laughs> but he also plays um, Ezekiel on the Walking Dead show. The, right. The guy with the tiger. Yeah. Um, and he is never bad. I mean, he plays... He does a ton, a ton of other voices, but it's just more well-known. But it's even more fun because... Most of his interactions, he is a kind of a comic relief guy, and he's paired up with sexy comic relief guy, 25-year-old Henry Cavill. So this is our official DC image crossover. Exactly. But a little bit of Marvel because of the epic days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. boom. Yeah. Like, right, this is this is just all comic companies coming together, you know, as good as as good as they ever do. Yeah, and it's also got like uh, I think what well, I think the the main girl is from Vikings as well. Okay, that's for you, that that's part of the thing. But um, it's really funny because you you have this image of what Henry Cavill looks like now. Yeah, and like yeah, he is younger, but he's also 
not even I don't even think he under knows what a uh, a weight is at this point, and so he appears to be a twelve year old boy in comparison to the slab of manliness that we know him as now. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun. This is the like this is the great. Uh, I, I love like the misnomer of like the tagline evil goes online evil does not go online uh, I thought that was fear.com anyway that was fear.com uh, or uh, maybe Ghost in the or Shell or Ghost, Ghost in the, the Machine Ghost in the Machine, Ghost the machine. machine. Um, uh, but no there, uh, it's the premise of this one is uh, we follow a group of fr- friends who are Hellraiser enthusiasts because there is a Hellraiser MMO, MMPORG, what? Same, yeah. Whatever. MM Word Salad. Exactly. Whatever the acronym is. And they all get invited to a Hellraiser themed rave. Because Hellraiser's cool! And would have gone to a Hellraiser themed rave. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean. I went to enough stuff that was akin to that without officially being called that. Um, mm. For those that, you know, are from the Baltimore area and remember Club Orpheus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. For those of you who don't, it's what you would expect with this kind of reference. Now, it was basically like it was a goth club and then some of the goths started drifting into other sub-pocket nights. And... There's just a whole long, rich history there. Um, <laughs> more than we need to go into for this. Oh, yes. Catherine Winnick. That is the uh, the woman that's on Vikings, who mm. is apparently very popular with the Vikings people. But uh, there was a fun... Oh, yeah. This movie has a record-setting 92 instances of product placement of a single product. The Nokia 3310. Oh, okay. I was going to see if I could guess what it is, but I would not have been looking at the cell phones. No, but everybody they, they everybody gets issued. We'll ex- you'll find right. out. It's it's going to be Just fun. Just Nokia's everywhere. Uh, yeah. This one was more made for the series than not. It started out as uh, one of the writer, a short story by one of the writers. And so since it was a short story, it would like they like they turn when he was like, I can turn this into a script for a Hellraiser movie. Gotcha. So it did not start out as a Hellraiser, but not as badly as others. Like, right. you know, Deader, for instance. Yeah. Like this, the non Hellraiser parts of the script I've got, I just need to add. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so Hellworld, the end of Doug Bradley as Pinhead, and then we will have uh, three, to date, three one-offs. Don't know if the new Hellraiser is going to get a sequel. I would like to see it get a sequel, and then we'll see if the new Pinhead slash Hellpriest gets to reprise their performance. But uh, we'll get there in a few weeks. But now we need to get online with Evil. And also to check the status of this Hellraiser sequel. And while we're at it, we should probably start investigating any Amityvilles that have there come are out four. There are four. Beans. Or no, there, okay, there's one that's out on Tubi right now, Ghosts of Amityville, uh, which appears to have a lot of clowns. Because... Um, and then... Why can't the title just have the thing that's in the movie? I mean, they're... they're Amity you know. Toy Box is the one not about the toy box. Yeah. Amityville... Clown House. Clown... Oh my Christ! Okay, so we got um, 
So there are three others in development. Amityville Sasquatch with Eric Roberts. That one, oh, okay, that one has been shot, but has been... Uh, that's that crew that has been super, super slow putting any of their stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they did Amityville Karen, which was at least a year late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think most of their projects... They they can be expected someday in the next five years. They they they're oddly timed with the produ- the end of the producer's fiscal year. I guess I that, I say, that might be I more say credit. oddly timed. Yeah, you know, conveniently timed. Um, um, the only reason I have my doubts on that is because that's more foresight than I think <laughs> they may have had. I literally just think it's just a matter of. They've got rolling funds on projects, and once one is done, whatever the next Kickstarter is helps finish the last project. And as long as they can keep the next Kickstarter going Mm. to wrap up the one three back, it's kind of like when you pay for the coffee for the person behind you, and eventually... Oh. Okay. Eventually, there's somebody who gets either five coffees (laughs) or owes 20 bucks for a small. I don't know how that works. I, I, I don't buy coffee. Oh. Outside, I I, okay. I I have coffee. I make coffee, but gotcha. I, I, I don't really. Yeah, have a it's the, it's, it's there's there's a weird pay it forward thing that oh. that turns out to actually not be great math. Oh, so um, but it's weird. I'm tired but jacked on caffeine. How could my math be wrong? Right. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, so Amityville Sasquatch, uh, Amityville Emmanuel. Right. Yeah. Which better. I'm just putting it out there. You're naming your movie Emmanuel. There's, I better see at least a pair. Yeah, I think that that's the intent <laughs> is a haunted version of one of the multiple Emmanuel franchises over the I years. Did, I, I forget. I didn't count. If I did count, I've forgotten how many M's and how many L's. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, that was way back uh, predating most of the Amityville franchise. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there was, yeah, there was a series of softcore movies called Emmanuel, um, but then they did well, so somebody else, yeah, just changed the spelling a little bit and did their own franchise. Then there was the, uh, either, depending on who's writing the article, the African or the Black Emmanuel series. Um, I think there were at least three or four different... Oh, and then there was the Emmanuel in Space franchise, which yes. was a completely separate... So I think there's at oh least four different Emmanuel franchises. All of that sounds amazing. Right. That is not a podcast we're doing, though, because... No, 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 no. Eh. It's, it's... Get out. It's, what is there to talk about? Yeah. Other than just, you know, it's dimensions. Like, so they were naked again, this time in Europe. Never been there. Which... We acknowledge what what we discuss on this is not that much different. No, you know it's just like oh they get murdered yeah. at this fat house. Now. Yeah, but, but then um, lastly, I believe it is the Sean Williams crew is working on Amityville Shark Shark House. Yeah, yeah. I've got no idea. Not a clue. That sounds like it should have been a Polonia. It does. I mean, it's the sequel to Shark Island. Right. But they've already gone to space. So, yeah. you know, there's yeah. no coming back from space. And I'm pretty sure that they had made a Ghost Shark House movie already. Oh, God. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. So it might just Oof. be repurposed footage from that. But it's a Sean Phillips group. Right. Yeah. No, I'm saying. Oh, they, made, they, they made, made a Shark House. Oh, they okay, made okay. Ghost gotcha. Shark Beach House or something oh, like that. Boy. I don't know. Oh, boy. Uh, but it's okay because we still have not including this week. We still got three more Hellraisers. Yep. 
And we, one, of, one of them is good. Yep, and we've got some pretty solid choices for our next franchise. Yeah, we do. All right. We will see you guys in a minute. Well, what did you think? So, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Right? Um, Isn't it kind of fun? Yeah, there's definitely, there are places where after the big twist at the end, yeah. which I did have half pegged. I mean, they I, I think they do a good job of laying the groundwork for it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a left field thing if you have been paying attention. There's been little mm-hmm. signs. Yeah, there were little things. And once we get into the movie, I'll talk about, like, where certain clues they gave and certain just tropes in the back of my head or previous mm-hmm. works kind of spelled it out for me. Yeah. But um, I liked it. I feel like the twist doesn't entirely hold up under scrutiny. That's probably fair. But for this is how we're ending the movie, if you feel like looking mm-hmm. back, it works just fine. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate that it was a different take on what's been going on in this franchise. Yeah, I, I think this is the successful version of what they were trying to do with Hellraiser, or, I'm sorry, Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell. Like, yeah. do something radically different, but in keeping. But in that one, I just don't think it works. It just... It wasn't a Friday the 13th movie. It just wasn't. Yeah. This one, it has the places where you're like, wait a minute, that's not... But no more so than part three. Yeah. And part three was another, like, well, we're going to shake things up a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a little... Pardon the expression for the franchise outside the box. Hey. Um, but yeah, like this one knew where to bump up on the edges of acceptable. Yeah. So that. Like it's important to have Pinhead doing. Pinhead is doing things out of character, but Pinhead is doing things on Pinhead, camera. Yeah. And the, the out of character is if you're really a fan and paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. I liken it to uh, the opening shot of Serenity. Mm-hmm. Um, you're watching the ship flying through space and you're hearing the rumble of the ship and right off the bat immediately a bunch of dedicated fans were trolled properly because you're hearing the rumble of the ship in space which normally you do not you do not and through the TV series was one thing that they were lauded for getting correct yeah and so you're seeing this and you're like, oh, great. They make a movie and they fuck. Oh, they're entering an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you come around to the other angle, you actually, you didn't know what you were doing. You were just trolling us. Yeah. That's what I think they were doing with a lot of their not quite rights. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. like they knew enough about how to do it right to get it just wrong enough in the right places. Yes. Because like this, uh, to get into it, this movie is a straight-up slasher movie. Whereas, like, all the Hellraisers have been slasher-adjacent. There is Mm. a figure that is not dissimilar to slasher figures, but the context of the movie is different. This movie introduces five attractive young people, their their, their other close friend having having committed suicide, and soon they will be pulled into a terrible world where they will be bumped off one by one. Yep. And the bump off one by one, not really the Hellraiser franchise kind of thing. It's here is this situation, and eventually people are caught up in it. Yeah, Hellraiser. But it's usually the journey of one person through this madness. Yes. Like, Hellraiser really does introduce, like, a lot of, like, named characters who don't end up getting murdered. 
Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Anybody could Except be collateral for, damage for, of these terrible people who have happened to yeah. gotten in control of this evil thing. But they could just as easily get away. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess, obviously, we've already said there's a twist ending and all that. We're just going to say spoilers now. Yeah, might as well. Um, and we both enjoyed it. So if you want to watch it without the spoilers, we have given you, you plenty you of opportunity that. now to pause the podcast and get to it. Yeah, we paused yeah. and then watched the movie. Were you not... Again, folks, if you're not watching the movie along with us, I don't know what we're doing. No, but this time, it's 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 now the double blind test has been verified. Yeah, yeah. Over it. I know it's mm-hmm. horribly misusing that term. Well, but, yeah. yeah. But it's fine. That's but I'm fine. also trolling some people in the audience. It's fair. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the things I really... Because of the exact layout you described, it was one of the things that kind of tipped me off mm-hmm. um, I had mentioned we were talking about how it was shot early on in the film and one of the things I cited was a lot of the lighting and tone of I know what you did last summer yes um, kind of you know really cemented a style that was used early, late 90s into the early 2000s mm-hmm. uh, and when that movie was coming out but hadn't been released yet. I was excited for it, um, just because writer a scream and da da da. And so I went back and read the original novel by Lois Duncan. Mm-hmm. That got me even doubly excited for new words uh, to see the movie because I really liked the twist in that that they didn't use whatsoever in the movie. The movie just wound up being oh, and here's a slasher. Yeah. Uh, in the original book. It's the uh, the son or the, the brother? brother. Okay. Um, so they're all out. Spoilers for a completely different a book franchise. From the Seventies, yeah, and a f- movie franchise. Yeah. Um, so the kid dies that summer, and then I know what you did last summer is somebody's after us, and somebody knows what we did because the note literally says, "I know what you did last summer," and then they all panic, they all scramble, they all get picked off one by one. The twist at the end is you find out that the brother of the victim had not been able to had, had come home for the funeral but stayed quiet and suspected suspected people and suspected something was up, so moved back home the following summer, and the person he suspected the most, the main girl, he just sent her a note that says, "I know what you did last summer and watched her." Yeah. She then panicked and went to all the people that were involved, like an and he monitored, and he basically just used that as his laundry list. Yeah. So that was clever. That it was is. a fun, you know, twisty way to do it. Again, the movie is just like, nope, the guy survived, and he's after you now. Like, because of course, dumb. Anyhow, hey, if Jason Bourne could survive, right? Then you know. So in this, uh, there is the Hell World video game. And it's something that this kid, Adam, died uh, because he got too invested in and he killed himself. Yes. And... At the funeral, we're introduced to Adam's closest friends, uh, Chelsea, Allison, uh, Derek, and Mike, and the reluctant and blaming himself for everything, Jake. Yeah. We don't like Jake. We like Mike because he's played by Henry Cavill and he's adorable. We like Derek because he's Curry Payton. Catherine Winnick looks hot. And we've had a lot of, like, before they were stars cameos in this franchise. Like, yeah. Adam Scott in part four. Oh, yeah. um, 
Why am I brain skipping? And, uh, Terry Farrell uh, in part three. Terry Farrell, Kari uh, Worm was, I mean, post, like, yeah. being a name. But, yeah. like, I don't know. There was just... Cavill is so game in this movie. He really is. Like, I will say that he's actually having more fun in this one than he has in a lot of his bigger budget well-known movies. Because oh, very much so. He, he was given room to play. Well, yeah, he's also... This is him at 25 years old, so he's not mm-hmm. an established actor yet. Uh, so he's just, mm-hmm. you know, doing stuff, having fun, making a silly... I'm making a silly horror movie in uh, Romania for a couple of weeks. So yeah. the faces he makes in this movie are yeah. just fantastic. Let's, he's He's got room to play that I feel like... And he's got a charm and charisma yeah. that... I feel like he was told not to do for a stretch because he could okay. do serious face. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it just proves what a waste that was. Yeah. The only other time I've seen him really reach this level of fun is uh, as Napoleon Solo in the Man from Uncle movie. He mm-hmm. is, like he's doing a he's speaking in an American accent that no human has ever had before. Mm-hmm. So he's playing a ridiculous character, but he's just Really being this uh, rogue scoundrel type of character, and he's perfect at it. He's yeah. really better than he ever gets to do. Yeah, which is why I was bummed because like he was really good on The Witcher, mm-hmm. and uh, that's coming to an end because shenanigans. Yeah, well, his run on The Witcher is coming to an end because of all the shakeup stuff. Yeah, well, um, that, there's a new season without him. He quit, right, to do the DC stuff that didn't pan out. Yeah, yeah, shenanigans, shenanigans. Anyway. So, uh, after the funeral, where, uh, for some reason, for, like, this is, it became a recurring point of conversation between Pat and myself, because Jake keeps ignoring uh, Chelsea, uh, Catherine Winnick of, uh, I believe, Vikings fame, and uh, as a result, Chelsea cannot help but be drawn to him the entire time, despite mm-hmm. the fact that he just looks like a wet rat throughout the yeah. entire film. Like, the hair. It's just... Mike is throwing himself at her. And don't get me wrong, Mike is an uh, irredeemable slut. He yeah. just is. I love him, but... Yeah, no. Like, he even says on the way into the party, by the way, yeah, I'm gonna hook up with her, whatever. But afterwards, don't be mad. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. But so, um, we cut to two years later, uh... Mike pops up at Chelsea's place in a chatterer mask. And this is when you really start seeing that Hellraiser is a thing within this universe. Like, mm-hmm. people know about Hellraiser. People know, like, there's pinhead shirts, there's... Yeah, the Cenobite masks, and, yeah. like, and they know the rules. Like, Mike shows up in the chatterer mask, and he's like, come on, that didn't work. Like, it didn't scare you at all. I paid $100 for this. You know, in an amazing not American, American accent. Yeah. And Chelsea uh, name checks, well, I didn't open Le, uh, Le She calls it Lamont's configuration. Yeah, which, which made me hurt. think immediately of uh, the friend Lamont from Sanford and Son. Sure, sure. Yeah, and yeah. like and Fred Sanford style Hellraiser uh, box. Yes, yes. I want to see that so oh bad. Oh my god, yeah. Um, but she, the Shampipple she, of Hell. The Shampipple of Hell. But um, but she does say the rules correctly. It's like, I didn't open the box, so there's no way something's coming to me. On top of the fact that it's not real. Mm-hmm. and uh, But the massive multiplayer online RPG, yeah. Hell World, is. And if they play it tonight, 
they can get an invite to a super secret Hellworld rave, which uh, yeah. they all do. Yeah, this super, super secret rave happens to award tickets to all five mm-hmm. or four? Five. Five. Right, yeah. Because Jake comes later. Yeah. Because Jake's Jake doesn't hang out with us anymore. Right, that's right. Adam like, went too far. Yeah, my brain went burp. But, uh, I, but feel, yeah. I feel like you could do a parody song of Pepper by Butthole Surfers with these characters. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway. Brain server later. That would take too long later. Uh, but yeah, like all five of them happen to magically win passes to this rave. Yeah. Um, four of them are still actively friends. Like the four of them are friends, yeah, but like Jay. literally doing it off the same computer, off of the like two of them off the yeah. same computer. Like, uh-huh. oh, just do that. Oh, just do that. Just do the things I just did. So like, not a super challenging puzzle. Um, no. And the whole Which, time, the video game has Doug Bradley's voice saying, like, choice one, uh, mm-hmm. choice lines from the previous Hellraiser films. It, At which point, loyal fans of the series are going, what in the actual fuck is happening? Yeah. Outside of, like, or just checking those of us who might have, at the time, already been jumping in on pr- movie promotional um, before they called them augmented reality games or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, promo games for movies. Sure. I know there was, like, a puzzle one with uh, Simon Gruber for Die Hard nice. Vengeance. Super fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was just, it was a lot of word puzzle games. The but... Donnie Darko website was fairly involved and had a lot of good stuff. Like, you could go read the uh, the Philosophy of Time Travel book, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of little, like, clicking games, and then it's just like, man, what the fuck is this movie? Uh, the game had an amazing right. setup for it. Uh, you actually you went to the website, and, CSR or something. Yeah, like that. CSR, uh, CRS, CRS. Every company in that movie is CRS. Can't remember shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that movie. Fair, but <laughs> that's it. Was one of the details. Uh, yeah. So, like with a game, that's why I went with CSR because in my mind I thought it couldn't be CRS. Because it can't be, they couldn't have done can't remember shit. No, that was the entire point. Was it was in front of his face the entire time? Literally, CRS is there the entire movie. He he's not good at the game. That's a huge part of that movie. Ah, fuck. Like it or not, he's not good at it. Shit. What? I just lost the game. Keep going. All right. The the listeners who know will know. Okay. And also, I apologize, but you also just lost the game. Continue. Are we on Michael Douglas? Uh, the, the website. The website. The CRS yeah. website. So um, you sign up and it's just like, oh, if you're interested in this new film, we'll see, you know, we'll give you updates, you know. We also like to do a little bit of like demographic information. So they like ask you different little things like mm-hmm. when's your birthday? Like, you know, what kind of restaurants do you like to visit in the area? We might set up promotional opportunities, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, it says, we're sorry, uh, you have failed the, uh, the test to sign up for our newsletter. Goodbye. And it's just nothing. And... Much like the movie. But over time, it did put a thing on your computer that opens one day that pops up a little, just a key on your desktop, which then opens, like, and activates the screen saver, activates all this, and it, like, it nowadays would not fly at all, but at the time... No, it sounds horribly legal. No, but at the time, it was a fun little, oh, this promo thing for this movie is fucking with me. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. a good idea. Then that's that kind of like depth mm. AR game at the time mm. seems like what this was. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. So they all arrive at the Hell World rave where it's just 
like within like five minutes of walking in the door, boobs. Yeah. Because yeah, bringing sexy back to Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Yeah. This is this is this is a. This is a house party. This, this is a house, house, house party. party. This, this a, is a like dress. Yeah, it's at eighty six Hillbound Drive. The uh, the year uh, the year that the Hellbound Heart came out because mm-hmm. it had to have been because he wrote the the novella while he was making the script for the book for the movie. I yep. think so. I do. I did the movie came out. In well, we can consult our previous episodes where I go into depth. Exactly. Does our time mean nothing to you? Does you know the energy, the love I put into this mean nothing to you? Oh, to me, yeah, but the people in their car listening at double speed, I don't know. Oh, God. Do people actually do that? That's why I try and talk a little bit fast sometimes, just to see if it messes with them. Uh, fair, 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 fair. I've never, like, I've heard people talk about, like, yeah, I listen to one and a half times speed. It's like, depends on the podcast. Nuts. Like, some folks talk a little bit slow. One time, uh, my dad and I were cooking around the, the television, and on the Bravo network, they started Beetlejuice. And, oh, okay, we, well, this is 20 minutes we got taken care of for us. And we had to turn it off immediately because they, not the whole movie, but they sped up the opening credits. And we, I have watched Beetlejuice at least once a year since mm-hmm. it has come out. I know the Beetlejuice soundtrack better oh, yeah. than most things. It was driving me insane because mm-hmm. it was just a little sped up. And I'm like, this is so wrong. Yeah. Now, I've, I've used that as, like, the end of the night bar close music. Mm. Beetlejuice and Mars Attacks opening fanfares <laughs> are two <laughs> really <laughs> good <laughs> ones in <to> closing announcements, too. Danny Elfman. God. Only did one movie with Clive Barker. Nightbreed. Uh, yeah, but memorable. Yeah. Oh, no, that was a good collaboration. Mm-hmm. can't remember the last really good Danny Elfman soundtrack I heard. This bums me out. Yeah. But anyway, so we get into Hellworld and boobs, and uh, Mike just already being a scumbag, Derek also being a scumbag, but, you know, less rampant about it. I mean, he comes off nicer, but they both are there for these same exact reasons. Yeah. They're um, at a rave. I'm saying, well, the girls keep acting like they're weird. Like, because they just keep talking about, I'm here to dance and hook up with people. And Catherine, uh, Chelsea, who is wearing, you know, skin-tight leather pants, is like, I don't know why I hang out with you guys. It's like, darling. Mm-hmm. What the You're friends what the with fuck? this group of people, so it can't be completely foreign to you. Yeah. You were a regular player of Hellworld, so that's yeah. not foreign to you. But yet you show up at basically what looks like a goth version of Webster Hall in New York. Yeah. And... Shit's gonna be like shit's gonna be. Yeah. Also, uh, we we skipped over the obligatory cabin in the woods drive out to the rave where they all get into the car. They're all joking around because they're all young people that don't know they're all about to die. Yeah. And uh, the they I believe you coined uh, stabbing eastward was yeah. playing, which mm-hmm. I liked that. <laughs> but so we get we get to the eighty six Hillbound Drive, uh, the Hell Leviathan World. House, the Leviathan. No, 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 it's the Le Marchand House. Uh, they call it both things, but they, they definitely do, do call it Leviathan House. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. No, but uh, they call it both. They, call they it do both. call it both. Okay, and we are introduced to the host, played by. Lance Henriksen and his hoop earring, mm-hmm. which is just always prominently there. And as a man that wears two hoop earrings, I felt a kinship with him throughout the entire film. Fair, fair. But uh, he comes off as, you know, 
almost charming. He has Lance Henriksen has been very charming in other films. Oh yeah. Uh, this one, he's definitely playing the uh, "I'm your host, but maybe something else is going on." Yeah, I'm friendly, but I'm I, I wouldn't trust me. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. That would that's what yeah. it is. Um, but he immediately takes special attention to all of our five main characters who have printed out their invitations on very glossy paper stock with perfect ink. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, Back when we all had a printer. Of course, because paper. Honest to God, at my new job, they use paper. Mm. Like, all day long. They're printing shit out on paper. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, I don't understand why. Why not just scanning? Or just make the PDF, sign the PDF, save it, and then transmit Mm. it via email. What are we doing here? I've even had... uh, So, I do bar trivia. I host that. Um, I miss... The, the intermission question, I wouldn't mind if we had paper for that again. Well, the thing is, a lot of times we will be sent a worksheet for intermission, but depending on what time of day I get the email, I might already be outside of the house. Mm-hmm. And even then, mm-hmm. at my house, I don't really have a solid working printer, mm-hmm. but I can, like... If I, uh, if I know ahead of time to hit Kinko's and guess how many teams I'm going to have on any given night, I can get them printed, but that's if the email gets to me in time and if it actually gives any sort of a heads up. Oh, by the way, there's a worksheet attached to this. Um, I've made these requests. It's a have, lot of quotations that Tommy ends up having to write. It's a lot of things that I have to read multiple times and don't feel like doing. Oh, you're getting paid to do it. I am. I still would rather not have to do as much work at work. Oh, for God's sake. It's the point of work. You don't want to do all of it. You never want to do all of it. Do you really like to do all of your work at work? No, but I do it because I'm getting paid to do it. Right. I'm talking about to not like to. I'm talking... Oh, you motherfucker. I anyway. the, the ability to is a separate concern that has definitely been brought up. I'm telling everybody at Trivia this week that you get a worksheet for these goddamn things. Not always. There are no, times... No, doesn't matter. Right. That's what I'm telling them. Okay. You monster. Anyway, speaking of monsters, the host takes them back to his see his uh, special Hellraiser office in his Hellraiser house. Mm. And there, there's like these This is giant, not my beautiful Hellraiser? <laughs> this is not my beautiful Hellraiser. <laughs> And, like, you have to understand, there's, like, neon Hellraiser signs, Hellworld. There are at least two gigantic Hellraiser boxes that are rotating perpetually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, he says, like, uh, we have, like, a little ritual for all newcomers to Hellworld. And uh, everybody is touching everything and uh, playing around with all the stuff in his office because he has all these little Hellraiser boxes, mm-hmm. uh, weird skele- weird little animal skeletons, mm-hmm. uh, S- like ancient S&M gear. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this is casually touching everything. This is not normal rave. They haven't gone to the deep rave. into the rave yeah, yeah. So where everyone's touching everything because of the ecstasy. Yeah. As far as we know. I mean, one assumes. Right. If you're not on something, you're not raving correctly. It could just be alcohol. I'm I mean, just, it could I'm be. Just, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. But, but everybody touches everything, and uh, noticeably, like uh, we, Mike plays around with a Hellraiser themed bit of tarot cards, and uh, some of the ink comes off mm-hmm. on his fingers. Uh, Allison sprays uh, what she dubs uh, "Oh, Ducenabite." <laughs> <laughs> 
honor, and uh, both Mike and Derek take a shot from the uh, the host private stock, while he noticeably does not do a shot with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chelsea abstains because she's driving, and Jake doesn't drink because Jake is not fun. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention, Jake, to me, looks like if Greg from Succession had not gotten fired from the theme park and was still working there inside the mascot costume getting stoned. Word. I've never watched Succession. Right, I know. It's, I, 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 I figured I'd give a moment for everybody in their cars to pause. Gotcha, nod gotcha, gotcha. knowingly. Just, yeah, like, this is just yet another moment for them to go, you know what? Pat's right. but um so then the the uh the host then explains that everybody can put on a white face mask that has a four digit number on them and they are all uh given the uh concordant nokia 3310 cellular phone uh that has that uh uh i'm getting the wrong word coinciding yeah, no. It's, uh, they're given a matching mask and Nokia phone. Yeah, that's, uh, that's and, the better way to say it. Yeah, so you you walk up to somebody like a lot of uh, singles bars in the seventies used to have telephones at each table with yeah, the number of the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is you go up to somebody with the mask, you can call that number and talk to them, or get close enough to read the number and then just start talking to them. Or you could do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some people have better eyesight. This is true. And some people, even with all the masks, are just a bit shy. Oh. But, yeah. At, at a death rave. At the, at the death rave. Uh, Mike tries to hook up with Chelsea again and gets uh, turned, turned away, which, again, people at home, you have to just keep in mind the just innate humor of anybody on the planet Earth saying, Henry Cavill, this is not what I meant to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, second choice, maybe. Yeah, to, again, Greg from Succession. That's the way to look at right. it. Right. It's, it's people are turning down jump. Superman or Geralt of Rivia for Greg from Succession. Yeah. And having not seen the show, you're dead accurate. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But um, it's like, we had mentioned it, like, again, you know, him being, uh, you know. He is such a douchebag in this movie. He's a douchebag. He's a slut. Um, so I can see that, like, yes, he looks like this, but also at what cost would hooking up, you know. I don't think it'd be much because I think he would just move on. He would, but within a circle of friends, I can see it causing more yeah. Yeah. ripples. More so than Adam killing himself. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, they had two years to get over it, so it's <laughs> unfair. Fair. That's fair. That's but. fair. Um, so, uh, everybody's just kind of feeling like figuring out the party at, uh, in the beginning. And, um, oh, wait, wait, no. Because, um, so before they get split up and do the mass and everything, uh, the host takes them down into the basement and explains the history of Le Marchand, the Le Marchand house, which yeah. is uh, Le Marchand's second greatest creation is this house. In upstate New York, uh, I mean, what? I forget what the year was in Hellraiser Four. I don't remember. I, I, I probably have it. Yeah. While you look at those notes, I will. Uh, one of the arbitrary notes I have from when they first go to the basement. Uh-huh. There's jars and jars filled with like body parts and fetuses and all sorts of whatnots. Shot very blue with like 
yellowish green glowing jars and they keep speeding up the footage and then slowing it down and I marked samples and ramples mm-hmm. but that was another especially at the time the horror like we're gonna just zip things forward for like 10 frames yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah, definitely. yeah they, uh, House on Haunted Hill started doing a lot of that yeah. and then like by 13 Ghosts they were really going all in. It was on getting it. a little tedious yeah. already. I do not. I have the future year written down, but of ah. course I didn't write down when he actually created the books. But yeah. it sounded silly, and then it turns out the house was turned into a convent, and then the, oh, the nuns. He, as was very popular at the time, any noted artists or architects typically would redesign a convent for. Sure. Reasons. Sure. That was just a thing. It's like a thing. Most of your artists you can look design it up. a convent somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, Frank Lloyd Wright's convent is amazing. Uh, yeah. And stupidest things. Stupidest things. A lot of nuns got hurt in the Escher house. Oh. But yeah. Um, That's where the flying nun came from. And it's at this point that, uh, you know, while they're looking at all of these, you know, babies, dead babies in jars and wondering where Guillermo del Toro is lurking in the background. Uh, Turns out he was shooting Barry at the time, so. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, uh, the host uh, forcibly takes uh, Chelsea and jabs her with, like, what appears to be one of the uh, pins from Pinhead's head. And, uh, as she's a part of the sequence where they're futzing or uh, they're playing around with the frame speed or the shutter speed, rather, they uh, you see the first appearance of pin- uh, the frames, yeah, frame speed, frame yeah. speed. Uh, uh, Pinhead mer- uh, appears out of nowhere and says, Adam was right, and then disappears. And then we wonder what happened, did anything happen? And it's the first, the first appearance of the uh, the pinhole view, mm-hmm. where like we see uh, Chelsea freaking out. As if, like, we're looking through, like, a porthole on a ship. Yeah, or, like, um, not quite a door eye hole. Somewhere, mm. yeah, somewhere in between the two, I would say. Sure. Yeah, but, like, yeah, it's something you not quite... You could have just right. let my description be the right one, but no, well, no. I think that it's important that it's not quite right because you can never quite identify what it is. It remains ah, mysterious. Fair. See, that's good. So, that's good. That's why I mentioned it. See, that's good. Um, but, uh, then the host takes them up and lets them go about their business on the, uh, in the rave. And, uh, the first person to wander off is Velma. I mean, I'm sorry, Allison, completely different concept. And, uh, she wanders into, uh, like, it's kind of ridiculous. There's like all of the, all of the, you know, untis, untis music happening. Everybody's partying. There's, uh, you know, just, uh, all sorts of. Uh, young nubile people that are into the thing that you're into and she wanders off to the one room where there's no human beings in the entire place yeah I can see it I mean I'm introverted but I'm not that introverted sometimes I've needed a moment <laughs> she, anyway and she's got this great little outfit where it's like it's a black t-shirt that has like like this little kind of horizontal uh, slit cut out like showing off her cleavage that is being held together with safety pins mm-hmm. it's very punk very, looks very cool yeah but she uh, uh, notices the this horrible torture chair uh, that she immediately sits in and then all of a sudden it comes to life and traps her and the host appears and he explains that I forget if he had a name for the chair 
I don't remember. Um, I think he did. But he did say um, that it was perfectly safe as long as the blades aren't engaged. Because they're in front. So she is in a, you know, a wooden chair. Her her legs and arms are uh, strapped down by, like, these horrible clamps. But in front of her neck is this little bar that has two small circular saws perfectly perfectly Mm -hmm. spaced apart to hit both of your main veins in your neck. Your your Tobin Bell version of the thing that holds John Popper's harmonica. Yeah, like honest to God, it looked very soft. Like yeah. and then with the coloring, the 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 blue filter and everything, it kind of mm-hmm. felt like soft. But then the host but then, shows up. Yeah, the host shows up and he says, "Don't worry, don't worry, you're perfectly fine as long as the blades aren't engaged." Then he pulls a pin out, the blades start spinning, and he just looks there's like, "The blades are engaged," and it just leaves. He hands her the pin. Oh, he hands her the pin <laughs> and then leaves. Then leaves. Yeah. And then as uh, Alice, Allison's uh, neck is being uh, opened forcibly, Pinhead appears and he says something. I forget what. Like, this is like the second... Like, every time Pinhead shows up, he has like this little one-liner. Mm-hmm. And they're not like full-on like Freddy pun one-liners. Right. But like It's more like, nice try, bucko. Something, yeah, like something like that. And at, again, at this point, the first time I'm watching the movie, I'm like... What in the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, this is why... See, this is why you were the last movie. Because you totally gave up on everything and you suck. Mm-hmm. I will keep watching until the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, I was thinking about it. Like, as far as how some of the folks die in this movie, like, the the blades going like that would not necessarily have been if it was as advertised the most painful way to go? It would not have been pleasant. Uh, but no. I feel like she, well, they said quite specifically, you bleed out faster this way than just about any other way except decapitation. Yes. Which would have meant she would have been dead faster than she actually died mm. in the sequence, which should have been a hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, well, yeah, because it's fun. Because like she starts screaming... In a in a in a secluded room in a house that has a rave and all the all the music going, and somehow Chelsea hears her. Yeah, which is kind of you know uh, more more foreshadowing. Yeah, movie, are you clumsy? Where are you fronting? Movie is better. Movie is telling a good story and giving <laughs> you the hints to solve yeah. it. Like they're like uh, being able to figure out the ending is not necessarily a failure of the storytelling. That could be the no, story it's being actually, told well. It's it's well masked because it's something, I mean, in general, I think movies should do, um, well, a certain type of movie. But if you're a twist movie or even like like the Coen brothers are experts at this, you want the audience to think that they're smarter than the movie. Mm. So you purposely put in especially characters on the Coen side that are not smart. Yeah. So you're smarter than the characters, but the story itself, you are not smarter than. It's But you have to let the audience feel like they're in control the whole time. So by this movie letting us think that we're finding mistakes and, like, they're making sure that we're noticing clues. They're just letting us be mad at them until they tell us what's what. Yeah. 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 I, I, again, I really appreciate the way that they built this. It was good. Um, but so then we cut... Like, all throughout this, Jake and Chelsea are off on their own, just kind of wandering and not committing to the fun. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so we get, like, pointless bits of them doing that. Oh, and this is when um, 
Jake gets uh, dosed because he, since he doesn't have fun, uh, he didn't imbibe anything. And so the, uh, the host lets him play around. The host reveals that he knew Adam and uh, shows him this, shows Jake this Hellraiser box that Adam made. And uh, it kind of springs, uh, like these little pins or nails pop out of it Mm -hmm. and stab his thumb. Like, they go all the way through his thumb. Like, I would be freaking out more Mm -hmm. if, like, uh, that had happened to me. Absolutely. That's a bone in there. But um, he seemingly is, like, fine after that. But, you know, that's where he gets dosed. But uh, we're on to Derek and the the ladies that Derek is dancing with. Also... We don't know that any of these people have been dosed in right. context. That's an end of the movie. They tell us. Yeah. Um, so we're saying it, but yeah, as you're going, like, it's just like, mm-hmm. ooh, he got hit with a spike. Ooh, they just had a drink when they came in. Or yeah. they're just checking out props randomly. Um, when he spiked her with the pin, it was literally just like, oh, what do you like around here? Do you like pain? Mm. And like, did that is, it just felt like it was part of the yeah. scene. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not a long game. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Um, so, Derek has asthma, and because he's being excited by two different women at the same time, mm. right? There's two, at least one girl he's dancing with. He drops his asthma inhaler and then goes on a minor Temple of Doom esque. Mm-hmm. Like, it falls down an impossibly small grade. Yes. Uh, and then he goes downstairs to try and gets it, but then all of a sudden, Pinhead is there. Right. Oh wait, no. He fi- he takes like a bunch of hits off his asthma inhaler, lays down on the gurney because this is in like the creepy dead bait dead fetus uh, part of the mm-hmm. Le Marchand house slash nunnery, and um, Pinhead sh- Pinhead just kind of wanders in, pulls out a uh, surgical saw, and a uh, cleaver or cleaver, or, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, just yeah, but off of one of the tables nearby, yeah. yeah. And uh, just chops his head off. Yep. And nice shot, too, because he chops uh-huh. the head off, and basically the head stays center frame while the rest of the frame drops yeah. around it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool of him. It was good. And again... Into a bucket of his own blood. Into a bucket of his own which, blood. And doesn't make sense, but that's fine. No, it's fine, because it's a horror movie. It's a stupid horror movie. Why are you thinking about this? Uh, another pinhead one-liner, which, man, we should have wrote, wrote down the pinhead one-liners. <laughs> Again, watch it. It's on. It's on HBO Max right now, or I'm sorry. Or yeah, technically it's still HBO Max. It hasn't turned into just Max. By the yet. time this posts, it'll just be Max. <laughs> By the time this posts, it might be something else. It also might be something else, and we'll still just be calling it HBO Max. Because what in the fuck else is it? Mm, first, it was TV. Yeah, it was the it, it, first. It no, was, no, no, it was not TV. It was first, HBO. First, it was the, pr- the premier television network. Oh, really? Before Home Box Office? Yeah, back in the 70s. Well, it was the Home Box Office, the premier television network. Then it was premier television. Then eventually they got to, it's not TV, it's HBO. Now, then they went to streaming and they had another thing that was, like, it was not even about it's not TV. This is something else. Now we got to HBO Max. Now it's not HBO and it's not TV. So this is the ship of Theseus. Mm, we yeah. have replaced every part of the service, yeah. and the movies still exist for our watching and the TV shows. But what is it? But we've swapped all of the uh, the concepts out. Yeah, yeah. All right, philosophy folk, have fun. Anyway, still, it's not TV. It's HBO was the best slogan they ever came up with. They were dumb to change it. 
Yeah. This is good. This is just a little, you know, this is how you know it's a prestige yeah, thing. But they were dumb to cancel Doom Patrol, so. <sighs> no. It's pretty good. Oh, I love it, but I can't. I, I've done four seasons. I can't watch these people not do anything better with their lives. Fair, fair. Like, all right. it's all been good. It's yeah, all been but good. But it's like. Hit your limit. What else are we going to do with these that's guys? Fair, that's fair. And, that's or fair. The, this version of these characters. We're yeah. not doing anything new with them. This is all just miserable. And just, I actually haven't finished this last season just because, like. They did. Know, they did see the writing on the wall, so they were they were smart enough yeah. for Doom Patrol and Titans to give a proper finale. And I actually haven't watched the endings of either yet. Yeah, and Clone High comes up again soon. I think I watched all of two episodes of Titans, and that show was just terrible. But uh, good outfits aside, um, so another round of okay. So now. Uh, no, nobody is interacting with Jake, which not for the normal reasons of like why, because, you know, normally people just wouldn't want to. But now Jake keeps trying to get drinks and or talk to people and nobody is responding as if he is even there. Mm-hmm. Maybe is it mysterious there. or is it maybe he's just that bland? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you finally got it's like the invisible boy in Myster- Mystery Men. You've become so unnoticeable that you cannot be noticed. Mm-hmm. Or that episode of Buffy, season three? Oh, uh, yeah. uh, no. Two. It was... Uh, it was still in high school, I want to say. I don't think so, because like, she's hooking up with Spike. Was it? Yeah, because that was the gag, because somebody comes over looking for Buffy and goes, uh, goes to Spike's, and she's there the entire time. That's right, that's right, that's right. And then there's a yeah. blowjob joke. Yep. Which brings us back to the party. Which brings us back to the party because Mike is now getting a Hummer and Henry Cavill is just having all sorts of fun with the facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bit because like in the middle of it, uh, Chelsea calls up because she's gotten herself locked in a room somewhere because mm-hmm. again, these people are just wandering off into yeah. the not fun areas of the party. Yeah. And the girl who's taking care of Mike um, in the in a chair in the middle of a crowded room in the party, by the way. This is not like a separate yeah. room. This isn't like the shining mm-hmm. that bear guy down mm-hmm. the hall. Yeah. This, and they have actually, they have established, like, in a prior scene, Jake looks over and there's just a naked girl riding a naked guy on a couch. Yeah. So it's like, just, people are just looking up out. And, this is yeah. that kind of a party. This is like that subway car uh, a couple movies ago. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, she even, like, doesn't even stop, like, take a beat the, and she just hands she him just the phone. She just hands him the phone. And, um, he has some pun, like she's asking for help, and he's like, oh, "I'm kind of busy," and uh, he has some pun about going down. And it's just like you should come down or go down mm-hmm. or something, and then he just kind of looks at what's happening and then just grins to himself mm-hmm. because he's so pleased um, and terrible. And then I think th- this is when Jake goes off and well, has sex with a nun. He goes off and has sex with a nun, but while uh, Mike is uh, being taken care of, the girl is wearing her mask flipped up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the mask is basically staring him in the eyes as it's happening. And then, yeah, it morphs into a weird, scary face. He reacts. What? What's wrong? Um, Nothing. Go ahead. Yeah. And then pushes her back down. (laughs) Yeah, but just well-framed gag. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then Jake wanders around and sees a nun 
like on a higher upper level of the staircase follows her and then has what's odd for a Hellraiser movie, you know, friendly, non-painful, consensual sex. Yeah. Yeah. Might be the first time, actually. I mean, it was consensual in the first one, but painful. But painful. But painful. Um, third one, painful. Second one doesn't really have any sex. Mm-hmm. There's the dream sequence in four that was kind of consensual and not painful. Uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. But there's, there's really no kink to this. No, there's no kink to it, other than it being a nun and or being a ghost. Uh, because yeah, she does you know what? disappear. I, I hear it now. I hear yeah. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get like uh, another bit of uh, Chelsea hearing Allison again, which is weird. Um, but then uh, Mike's uh, dancer is how she's credited. Mike's dancer. Ah. Um, she says, uh, "It's time for uh, it's time for you to go down." And Henry Cavill gives the most perfect disgust face at mm. the thought of going down on a woman because Mike is awful. Yeah. And uh, then she... I mean, it doesn't stop him from going along. Oh, no, 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 no. But no, it's... We'll, it's we'll a, figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's a good double take. It's just a little like... Mm, yeah. He, like, he almost like li- like does that gross out lick your lips to just get the taste out of your mouth yeah. thing. It's, it's even... A little like when uh, Frankenfurter breaks the fourth wall right before Rose Take Your World. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, Tim Curry does disgust face better than he anybody does. on the planet Earth. Among other things that he does better than anybody on the planet Earth. Which is why he's going to space! Have you ever seen that clip? No. He's like he's like in some sort. He's like addressing the cameras in some sort of military outfit, and he's like, "And this is I. So I'm tired. I'm tired of this planet, and this is why I'm going to space." Is it from one of the Command and Conquer, or like a Starcraft? Or oh I have no god, idea. I can't remember which one's he. Wing Commander was he in one of those? No idea. Gotcha. It's only I ever like existed him. on Tumblr for me, so I might have to look it up. Fair enough. I also found out about a TV movie that features him in the cast, but... It's called often. It. Never heard of it. Hey. No. Um, anyway, that's for another day. And not a part of a franchise. Not so. part of a franchise. So, uh, Mike's dancer leads Mike down the stairs, and it appears that Henry Cavill and uh, the actress playing Mike's dancer got, got along very well. Because there's <laughs> like... Doing, you know, the going down the hallway and not wanting to wait sort of activities. And then there's what these two people are doing. And, you know, the only crime of the movie, as near as I can tell, is Henry Cavill never takes his shirt off. Which, this is uh, pre-Immortals Theseus workout. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's Theseus in that one. So, he's not huge yet, but I bet you he looked pretty good. Um but then uh, uh, she locks him into locks him in the uh, the uh, medical examiner's room where uh, Derek had been decapitated, and he sees the body, he sees the head, and the whole time he's just not 
accepting the possibility that this is real. Which, mm-hmm. why would you? Right. And uh, he's like, oh, this is latex. Oh, I get it. This is so funny and everything. And then when he, like, uh, pulls his sheet back on Derek's decapitated body and sees, like, the guts, he starts really understanding yeah. that something's... Well, good. first he's impressed that all the, like, oh, the latex effects are great. Yeah. And they even used his outfit. Provided by Where? Gary Tunnicliffe. Yeah. Again. He's like, he even used Derek's outfit. That's so... Oh, quick! <laughs> okay, and like, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. The wheels, the wheels visibly turn. They do, and Henry Cavill is really good at playing this dimwit. Like he just—he's not that. Mike's not a dimwit, but he's just a little slower, slower on the uptake for the for all of yeah. this. I mean, it's kind of like it reminded me of a uh, Shannon Elizabeth's death scene in uh, the first scary movie where it's just like, oh, and this, and oh, I bet you it's this, and oh, I bet you this, and then it's like, oh, no, it is. Sure. Oh, yeah. And then she gets up killing herself. Which, <laughs> that first scary movie was great. Um, <laughs> like, like, I love just seeing like the ghost face guy just like, okay. okay like, I, like so, Whoever was actually the guy physically playing him did a good job with the body language. It was like, I guess I'll just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> with a full, with, and you can't see his face at all. But so uh, then, not the chattering Cenobite, but the other, he's credited as the banded Cenobite because he's got these, you know, leather bands across his face in different spots. Uh, takes the gigantic hook that was on a chain that we saw earlier and shoves it into Henry Cavill's back. And then Henry Cavill, for the next, like, Two to three minutes is swinging back and forth on this giant hook in his spine, bleeding to death, crying and screaming for help. And it was really great. Like, yeah. in terms of just like accurate portrayal of what somebody going through that, you're like, mm. there's no cool one liner, there's no jokes. No. It's just like, like as he's swinging, like trying to grab at the fluorescent yeah. lights as he's going by, which again, like little detail, but nice. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. And it made me wonder if when he was doing any of his flying scenes for any of the Superman stuff years <laughs> later, if he belted out any of those old lines just for fun. <laughs> you should have seen This is all fun and games. So you should have seen me when I did Hellraiser 8. Mm, watched it. <laughs> Whee! Yeah. He's like pulling like, uh, you know, um, famous Peter Pan. Never mind. Mary Martin? There we go. Yep. 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 It was a girl. <laughs> yeah. No, I just couldn't remember. For some reason, I was like, it wasn't Sandy Duncan. No. No. But she looks like Sandy Duncan. Yeah. 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 Or dare I say, uh, for Mystery Science Theater fans, uh, Mr. B. Natural. Mm. Not Sandy Duncan or Mary Martin, but similar look and terrifying. Oh. And the, the, the the scariest version of this. Got it. Okay. Nope. <sighs> Fair. Yeah. So, um, and then another Pinhead one-liner. And at this point, I'm just screaming at the television set. Originally, originally, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like this. I actually bought the DVD for this, like, just, like, flat out. Uh, um, And uh, so now we're down to just Jake and just Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And if there's a weakness or slower, like, this bit of the movie, we're just kind of spinning our wheels because it's just, like, something's going on. Like in a, like more so than what the stuff that we think is going on, right? And we start getting more concrete hints. Like Chelsea ends up calling nine one one, and police show up, but they can't see her from the window that she is looking down on them mm-hmm. at. And, and she can see the police looking up at her, 
um, she can see the host looking up at her when it reverses, not so much, which is one of the spots where I'm like, the twist logic falls apart at moments like this. Well, I, I think I, I agree that this is, a, it gets, it depends on how much you're willing to accept because it turns like this twist is explained later that they're all of our main five people have been buried alive. They have, they've been uh, dosed with sodium amytal, which puts them in a highly uh, suggestive state. Yeah. So what we're seeing at this point is her imagination of the scene. So, and everybody, since they got dosed early in the film, they got knocked out, thrown in the open graves mm-hmm. with the posts, which is why we see them periodically. Yeah, these poles yeah. that allow them to breathe, and so yeah. that's those that porthole fish eye mm-hmm. or uh, yeah uh, people. Yeah, eye. yeah. But like when Allison's, you know, getting the buzz saw to the throat, she was actually clawing at her throat, and that was how she interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. When she's looking out the window and sees the cop, she sees what the cop looks like. Well, yeah, but she doesn't. She's just imagining the cop. But then later on, we find out that that is a real cop. Oh, I w- it would have been sold. You could. It would have been sold better if they all the cops that show up at the end looked completely different. Yes, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's there. This is where like there are hiccups to the twist. And sure. Again, there you go on the twist. At least elements we warned you. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh-huh. And uh, Jake discovers. Okay, so Jake figures out that they got dosed with something, but uh, they but he still thinks they're still under the impression that they're running around the ho- the the house, but they're seeing things that aren't there. Uh, yeah. Chelsea discovers that the host is actually Adam's father, mm-hmm. and so putting these two things together, they get the plot, and so they run outside, and the host is just kind of everywhere. Like, yeah. wherever they go. And uh, the host starts explaining the whole thing, which mm-hmm. we just did, which was that uh, he dosed them the minute they came in. Henry Cavill got dosed uh, by the tarot cards that were laced mm-hmm. with the, uh, the sodium amytal. Uh, Allison it can be transferred in multiple formats, he says, to cover yeah. this. Uh-huh. Um, and the, so I know what he did last summer, um, or however you say it, I just gave a very weird version of it. So I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably... Um, oh, there's no so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's for, what I was means. like, it sounded wrong in my head. Yeah. Uh, although I would like to see that version. So it's, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, it's like much more of a Larry David's uh, yeah. serial killer movie. It's like they could recut it like they yeah. cut that uh, that Shining trailer so that it's a romantic comedy. Oh, God, yes. So I know what you did last summer. <laughs> but, um... He basically, yeah, he set up this party and knew that he could catch them all through this rave. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew the bait to set, to bring them all to him. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it kind of borrowed from that storyline, probably unknowingly, because, mm-hmm. again, how many people have read that book? Iffy. I guess enough to get a movie made. Yeah. But not a one that saw it. But, like, but it instantly explains all the tropes all the slasher tropes that didn't fit for Hellraiser. Like, yeah. well, like, Pinhead is just, st- like, nobody opened the box. 
Pinhead is one, stalking these people one by one, mm. killing them with, you know, over-the-top weapons and saying, yeah. like, a little joke. Is sometimes because, there's monologues, sometimes it's just murder. Like, each one of them has their version of what they think Hellraiser is. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, because none of this is actually happening. It's all just themed. Yeah, they have and, just been in boxes under the ground, and one guy dies from an asthma attack because asthma is real. Yeah. Um, Allison claws her own neck out. Yep. Uh, Mike just dies of pure fright. Yeah. Which is... It's I appreciate sad. it. It's sad, and it's kind of almost like step back. Like, you can tell they worked really hard to sell that, yeah. but at the same time, there was an element of, so what killed him? Um, I mean, they could have said... Yeah. The same thing that killed um, Luke and Leia's mom? A broken Oof. heart? Oh, We're just saying died because died. Died because died. You're right. They could have said, like, he got so scared he gave himself a heart attack. Right. Like, and that probably is what happened. But, yeah. it's like, but say it. You know, yeah. so it's because not dumb. He's, he's explaining as the guy's still buried, like, oh, and Mike, he died of pure old-fashioned fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's also the host being a dick. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. But, it, like, it's a neat case of uh, having your cake and eating it, too. And yeah. so it's like, oh, there has been a thing. And it also makes it much more in keeping with the theme of Hellraiser in that people are evil. The, yeah. the Cenobites are the Cenobites. And uh, so as everything can't get any worse, uh, Chelsea is in the her box, which I did like that line that the host has when uh, he tells Chelsea. Or Chelsea, in an earlier part of the film, is saying, like, none of this can be real because or Hellraiser can't be real and even if it were none of the rules are being followed and the host says it's not about that box which is kind of like another Mm -hmm. little bit of foreshadowing that they've been in these uh, coffins the entire time right yeah Uh, but so miraculously the police do pull everybody out Mm -hmm. uh, but only Jake and Chelsea are alive because it's been a few days perfect yeah. Uh, and it, ha- it has been a few days, and it turns out, like, the host is cleared out, and uh, what appears to be the ghost of Adam called 911 for them. And so the From her phone upstairs. Don't worry about it. Just right. don't worry but about it. But this is, the movie is basically the entire time, How supernatural they... shit, supernatural shit. They just told us, no supernatural shit. This was just, they were drugged. Yeah. This was just a dude being evil. They were drugged. Oh, supernatural shit, though. Yeah, but maybe some supernatural shit. Yeah, and you know why it's important to let you know some supernatural shit? Because the host, as it turns out, in his Flophouse Hotel, which is listed as the Hotel Claire, which the internet is not 100% certain whether or not this is a reference to Claire Higgins. Interesting. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, but why not? It's the Hotel Claire. He's getting drunk because it's the come down. It's like, my plan went perfect, and now what am I going to do? Yeah... Mm. Uh, it's sophomore slump. I mean, you don't have anybody you need revenge against. That's the problem with most revenge plots um, in life and in movies is once you got all the revenge, to go after anymore actually makes you the villain. Yes. And also he was the villain. Oh, you're so right. Like, I mean, I'm saying, but like in your own head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big hurt. Now, you, now you're just doing things because you, you enjoy it. It's the Walter White. Or it's, it's like, John, I did it for me. It's the John Wick 2 through 4. 
Yeah. And probably I, a lot of one. There was a lot of, like, we're not letting you out. Like, you yeah. open this can back up. So, like, there was push and pull through the franchise. Yeah. But also, he really likes doing He does like doing it. <laughs> and he had to realize that. Yes. It's part of the growth. It's mm-hmm. part of the growth process. But so the host is bored, and uh, he's going through Adam's stuff, and there is the Hellraiser box, and he just farts around with it. Well, a Hellraiser box. It's a Hellraiser box, but then it turns out to be the Hellraiser box. Well, I'm saying, like, I, I, I feel like at this point there are multiple of them out and about. Not a ton of them. I'm not saying they're, like, you know, pet rocks in the 70s. But I feel like there's at least maybe a dozen Hellraiser boxes out there. This is a Hellraiser box that works. Okay. It's just something that I had never... Okay. I, I, it's never come up before, and I just realized I that, know. yeah, you know what? I don't know. Well, do I you mean, think there are a couple, or do you think there's just uh, the one that makes I think it's just, I, I think it's just the one that works that way the novella has Kirsty uh having gotten out of it everything uh is wandering away from the house and she thinks like if there are boxes that lead to this place maybe there are other boxes that lead to other places so mm. that's why gotcha. I, I, I i i i just i felt I, like replicate and three replicating the building and four replicating the space station mm. that it was something you could build more than one you could no, you're right. You're right. But, but they've only ever shown one. But and that's my theory is maybe they've shown us a couple and we're just watching. Could you know. be. But so anyway, this Hellraiser box works, and actual Pinhead shows up mm-hmm. and says that Adam had opened the box and that Adam didn't commit suicide. He was just taken by the box and yeah. and is in his own hell, quite unreachable. <laughs> And so the chattering Cenobite and the banded Cenobite take these gigantic hook saw, hook blade things. Yeah. And just... Like Mortal Kombat type weapons. Yeah. Not really practical, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then More just cut him in Hill, I think. I feel like it was a weapon in Silent Hill. I don't know. I don't remember one from that. Uh, but anyway, yeah. the host gets... Uh, Split into three three parts. Mm-hmm. Not unlike Bishop getting uh, cut in half at the end of uh, yeah. uh, Aliens, which is kind of a fun reference. But then we cut to, uh, after that, we cut to Chelsea and Jake, who, oh man, skipped over that part. Like, they get pulled out of the dirt, and only Chelsea and Jake are alive. And, like, the minute they're somewhat cognizant, and I don't even understand how they could be, like, to- like totally within their own faculties. Like, sure, the thing where they've been underground for, uh, underground for a couple of days, and so she takes a while to stop screaming and f- yeah, flailing. Uh, and so, like, yeah, maybe the thing had worked themselves itself out of their system, but they're just in shock. You mm-hmm. know, they haven't eaten or drunk anything in three in yeah. three or four it gives days. You see your own levels of not right. Yeah, but. The minute she knows that Jake's breathing, she's, like, rubbing up against him and is like, oh, we made it, sweetie. And they've had nothing. That's to quote diehard Helsinki syndrome. Uh, As in Helsinki, Norway. Finland. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Um, But, yeah, she's like, she's... She's into this guy. At this point, there's not even a mic to go to. Like, he is the last pick. Yeah. And he goes like, wow, that was some party. And I'm like, no. Yeah. You don't get to make that joke. 
Because yeah. just, no. Yeah. Your friends are dead. You almost died. Everything sucks. Mm-hmm. And you've just won the dating equivalent of, is Pepsi okay? I mean, she's cute. No, I'm saying she's going for the... Oh, her. Yeah. Oh, well, because Jake made the joke was what I was saying. Right, I'm saying, but yeah. she's got that, but yeah. yeah. But honestly, so, both of them are, again, it's the, like, what keeps them apart? Convenience? Mm, so there, he had promised her, if they got out of it, he promised her the best sunset, he'd, or sunrise he'd, he'd ever seen. And so they're driving in the middle of nowhere, deciding where they're going Chica, to spend... Chicago. Chicago or Miami and um, they're trying to figure out where they'll spend the rest of their lives I guess Mm -hmm. I don't know and um, uh, all of a sudden they get a call from the host and Lance Henriksen appears in the backseat of the car and grabs the jerks the steering wheel and they freak out and you know nothing happens and then they drive away yeah they swerve a little then they look off to see the most majestic sunset they had that day. Yeah, it really was a sunset. There's, it just it was wasn't totally a, sun. a sunset. Yeah, it was not a sunset. And it point. was cloudy that day, and they it looks like they missed golden hour by about twenty minutes. Yep. Um, and uh, it would have been a beautiful sunset in the UK. Yeah, and it's so about the nicest thing I can say about it, I, or Romania. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the last shot we see is the police showing up in the host's hotel room to find, you know, just blood everywhere and the box. And, um, oh, yeah. So while... And considering the amount of blood and gore left behind, it makes you wonder how they declared Adam's death a suicide? For real. It was like, ridiculous. He was motivated. Well, he did have a... There was a body, at least. Um, anyway. Yeah. So... I just, I don't know. When um, when the host had opened up the box and Pinhead showed up and everything, the uh, the host kept smacking his face saying, "I gotta wake up. This is this can't be real. I gotta wake up. I gotta wake up." After he gets uh, cut in half, Pinhead looks down at him, and actual Pinhead gives a one liner. Uh, How's that for a wake up call? Mm-hmm. And that is the last bit of Doug Bradley. That's the last line Doug Bradley has in any Hellraiser mm-hmm. to date. Yep. Like, maybe he delivered that line and had a moment of self-awareness and said, Hi, I think I'm good. Yeah, unless the out. script is really great and or Clive is involved, I yeah. think I'm done. But, like, like and even, again, fun movie, but mm. on set delivering that line for a character you've played seven other times, like, I kind of feel like I'm the only one who cares about this character right now. Almost. I know, but I yeah. could I could see that just kind of washing over and like um, yeah, like honestly, it's more fun and I make more doing the convention circuits, and so I'm just gonna do that. And I, also, like, there is some good money these folks make on the convention circuit. Like, oh, I don't disagree. Yeah, but it's kind of, it's a bit of an ignominious end to oh, yeah. Doug Bradley's run as Pinhead. That's it's the wrestling way, though. You know, always yeah. go out on your back, always go out the heel. Um, yeah. yeah, don't leave them wanting more. Retire when you're clean. Done. Yeah, it's just like okay, yeah. this was time. Yeah, and honestly, it felt like it was time for Hellraiser because it's like if you have to do these kind of gymnastics with the premise to mm. make it, you know, do something new and different yeah. with it, 
Maybe it's time to mm-hmm. do something new and different, period. Mm-hmm. And so, you have redecorated the entire room, but it is still this room that you're in. Uh, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like at a certain point you're like, I don't want I don't want to even play with these parts anymore. Let's just say we're good. No, I need a new apartment. Yeah. And then because that will have more space. Well, that'll be your that'll be your Hulu reboot. That's my Hulu reboot. Um, but this is also the last Hellraiser directed by Rick Boda, who mm-hmm. had given us the previous uh, two films, mm-hmm. Hellseeker and Debtor. Uh, it would not be the end of Gary Dunnicliffe doing the makeup and or doing other stuff. He will do the makeup in the next film and then direct Hellraiser Judgment from his own script. And he will be evil co-star in it nice. as well. Auteur mm-hmm. Gary Tunnicliffe. And that's the one, because the next one was made just to hold the rights. And yeah. then he did the one after that. Yeah, which was again, it was produced to hold, to preserve the rights. But they got the, they, you know, it was lucky for us as fans that it was Gary Tunnicliffe who really does love these movies and mm-hmm. has been invested in them since uh, at least number four, yeah. if not three. I, I think, think you were four. Done. He, he definitely is credited on four. four. Oh, I think, I think he, he did. did some of the base designs for a couple of them in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so he, he's been doing it. So uh, next week will be Hell, Hellraiser Revelations, uh, which is the to date the only one I haven't seen. Okay. Uh, because I've just heard it's so bad. Like yeah. micro budget. Yeah. Like Amity budget. This feels like it's going to be the, Amity, the, the Hellraiser Amityville. Um, it also... Also, when your movie... Franchise has revelations as the subtitle. We're we're in trouble. Yes, you know that one is never good. Like no. I think that's, I think that's number six of uh no Resident Evil six was final chapter. Oh, I have no idea. I feel like they had. I don't know if they had revelations. Silent Hill second one was revelations, and mm. that one's done. I'm pretty sure. Resident Evil had a it, it definitely had a Revelations. I don't remember which number because yeah. those movies completely blend together in my head. You're not wrong. Yeah. I love them, though. Uh, but Aftermath, there. Aftermath, huge cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see what happens with the cliffhanger, but we definitely in the next movie get to see Aftermath, Aftermath, cliffhanger. They do deliver on two cliffhangers. Like, the second one does pick up right after like it there's some other stuff in the beginning but you do get to the point where Milijovic cocks the gun in the middle of this the the abandoned street and then mm-hmm. we see what happens after that okay so we do that mm-hmm. and then uh number three ends with Milijovic and the million zillion Milijovic clones and part four opens with the attack on umbrella tokyo with the million zillion Milijovic clones so I appreciate that. The actually no, and then five delivers that cliffhanger with all the helicopters descending on the Arcadia ship. We see what happens there. Hmm. It's really like the bad ones were um, uh, two into three. Two ends with uh, like Alice, them breaking Alice out of Umbrella, and then like the uh, the big satellite. It's like oh, we're gonna have like this real like them versus Umbrella thing, and then it goes full post apocalyptic. They do have the satellite. They do play around with it, but it's not great. Oh, no, I feel you. Because because honestly, the worst one is the most memorable, which is at the end of five, it's all our main characters on top of the White House in the the demon post-apocalypse. 
And then the next movie is like, well, that was rough. Glad we got through that. <sighs> I'm going to ride my motorcycle for a while mm -hmm. down the eastern seaboard of Romania. Yep. And then have one of the most horrific stunts that just completely destroyed that poor stunt person. Oh. It was like this one motorcycle stunt. Like you, it was like Miljovovic's double and you hear about what happened and it just, the, the descriptions just keep, the list of injuries just keeps oh, no. going and it's terrible. Okay. But Maybe much like, uh, what, what's his name from uh, the stunt man from uh, the Simpsons. He still, I can still give a thumbs up. Oh. That's everyone. That's every bone in your body. <laughs> oh. uh, classic Jackie Chan. Indeed. Yeah. But so that's the last of the. I mean, you can't say canonical because the next two technically. It's are. the last of the Bradley. It's, it's the last end of Bradley. Bradley. It's the end of Bradley. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. And I did wind up looking up uh, on that Tim Curry thing. The thing I was thinking of. Ah. Um, they did uh, some, it looks like, TV movies and or miniseries based on Terry Pratchett's Discworld, which I did oh. not realize they had made. Hmm. Less yet that the casts include Tim Curry, Sean Astin, Jeremy Irons, Brian Cox, Christopher Lee. Um, so I... That's I just, awesome. That sounds yeah. awesome. I need, I need to find these. Yes, you do? Yeah. But they're probably on, like, BritBox or something like that. Something. Or they're on Tubi. Yeah. Or they're on... Like, oh, if they were on Tubi, I feel like it would be a fan of my Yeah. Well... Tubi, our Lord and you Savior. Didn't, you didn't know that they existed. So. That is true. That is true. So, in the so. meantime, we say goodbye to Bradley and get out. See you in hell. If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 